Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so we previously recorded this episode, but we are adding um, one story in that just came in piping hot in the She's All Batch DMs. Um, Someone is revealing some pretty shady shit about Michelle's front runner, Nate, and we're going to talk about it here. Jackie, are you ready for this tea? I am ready. Okay. I'm so ready. So, I was born ready. So um, an anonymous podcast listener wrote in and said that there is some shady shit going on with Nate and that um, he apparently dated some girl when he was at EWU, which I confirmed that he went to Eastern Washington University with this girl. Um, they dated, they both follow each other on Instagram and she said they were on and off for six years. And this girl hundred percent met Nate's mom multiple times. So on the hometown episode that just aired, there's this whole storyline about how Michelle's the first girl that Nate's ever brought home. And like, she, this, this anonymous source is saying that's hundred percent not true. Wow. Damn. So basically she goes on to say that he's clout chasing and that you know, the whole reason why he's on the show is to get famous. He's very charming and good with his words. Uh, she basically says if Michelle ends up with him, she doesn't expect them to last very long because his intentions for going on the show aren't pure. So basically like he's a Jed. Yeah. I mean, I 100% believe this. I believe it. Do you? Um, because she, uh, she went into great detail and sent me some screenshots and I just don't really see why there would be a point to make this up. So then I'm just wondering like, why is he kind of telling Michelle a different story on the show? I guess my question is just because I think the the issue here right is not necessarily that he had a past that he had a relationship before the show everyone's been in a relationship before the show it's not even that he had a relationship recently it's that the narrative that Mm -hmm. he's pushing now is different from the truth and I guess my question is who is pushing that narrative is it Nate who is trying to deceive Michelle or is it producers trying True. to deceive that's us? That's a good point. I mean, it, I, during the hometown episode, it was just a theme that like Nate's not ready for marriage. Nate's never brought a girl home. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically who is saying what, but you're right. It could easily just be the producers kind of painting the storyline. And, you know, maybe when Michelle watches it back, she's going to be a little confused if she finds out that like, He did have a serious girlfriend in college. She's also saying like he saw her shortly before he left for the show. She knew about it. It wasn't some secret. Um, And she was unhappy Mm -hmm. about it. Like, I think they were, you know what? They were probably the type of couple that like, it's the guy that you used to hook up with or have a relationship with that you always kind of go back to. And I think she felt by him going on the show, that's like, it's over. Yeah. It's definitely over. But it's just a little weird that, you know, he's pulling this, I never brought a girl to meet my family and- you did. Yeah. And I guess I, my question to then too is like, does, what is his benefit in lying? Does he think that that makes Michelle like him more? Like, is it deceitful? Does it in make that her way? more special? You like know? she may feel more special if she's the first girl that's ever met his family. Right. Yeah. Well, cause then she feels like there's no shoes to fill. You know what I mean? Like when you're meeting someone's family for the first time and you know that they had a serious girlfriend previously, that was kind of part of the family. You know, it's yeah. much more intimidating than being like, I am the most serious relationship that they've had. And when you get married to someone, I think you want to feel as though you are the most serious relationship they've ever been in. Hence why you're so getting this, married. So our source says, I haven't seen the season at all. I don't know if he mentions past relationships, but I'm curious if in the personal off-camera time he has with Michelle, if he was honest. 
which that stuff we don't know. We have no clue. We have no clue how this ends. Mm -hmm. We have no clue. I know a lot of you listening probably do, but we're not going to be spoiling that here. And we don't know what he's told her off camera. He may just say like, hey, uh, producers kind of painted the storyline. That's not true. And like at the end of the day, who cares if someone met his parents? It's more that where, why are we lying? Right. Yeah, I agree. Time to creep. So it's kind of crazy because we had our Thanksgiving episode, which was Bachelor conspiracy theories. And then Mm -hmm. that week, so much shit happened in Bachelor Nation. So I just wanted to touch base on some very big news from last week. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know that Katie announced her relationship with John Hersey. It's not Hershey. No, I thought it was like Hershey's kisses. Okay. So what was your initial reaction to her 12 days of messy reveal? So we've talked about the 12 days of messy a little bit in a previous episode, but it was before all of them had been revealed. I was disappointed that we didn't get anything about Greg. And then when she finally announced the relationship, I'm like, why do I care? I don't know who John Hershey is. I'm just going to call him John Hershey because like, yeah, yeah, that's his name. I don't know who John Hershey is. Why would I care? Like he basically was not on the show. You know what I mean? I don't think someone from Bachelor Nation would announce that they were dating a random person who's not from the show. So it's like, why would you announce and make it a whole big thing of like a countdown to reveal the relationship? To me, John Hershey's just a normal guy. Why why are you making this a big deal? Every time every time you say John Hershey, it makes me so happy inside. <laughs> you know what I think? I don't think she knew she was going to reveal this when she started. Like, I do think 12 oh. days prior, she was like, oh, I'm going to use the 12th day to announce that I'm dating John Hershey. Like, no. Yeah, I did think she I don't think that. that way. Oh, okay. Oh, you do? <laughs> Why? I don't know. She didn't tell me, but can I walk you through my emotions? Because it was quite the ride. Yes, please. I was bummed, obviously, that it wasn't Greg because that was my prediction too. So I see the video. It's John Hershey. And then she's like, I don't know, the begin again, Taylor Swift song and the music video. My initial reaction was like, I had chills. Like I thought it was oh like such, God. I thought it was such a cool way to announce a relationship. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I immediately felt so much more invested. I don't know John Hershey. And <laughs> wait, his first and last name, he's never just going to be John. Oh like, no. John yeah. Who's Hershey. John? Yeah. No. Okay. John Hershey. Um, I don't know John Hershey and now I do. And now I care. And I was like super happy for Katie. I think mixed with the song the song lyrics are like, you think that you don't, I don't know, you don't have a shot anymore. And then, yeah, it's about like, you know, after a bad breakup, you finally go on like that first coffee date and it goes well. And you're like, Oh, things will be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll move on from this people. It's going to begin again. So I shared that on Instagram stories on Mm -hmm. she's all batch. And then immediately after I was like, wait a second, this is so fucked up. Like why, if, if Blake ever was like, Hey, I'm going to make a 12 day music yeah. video dedicated to a new girl I'm dating after breaking up with Katie. Like, it's just, I just felt like it was really unnecessary. I am happy that Katie found someone she's clearly very happy with John Hershey seems like a stand up guy, but like, was that really necessary to kind of rub in Blake's face? I mean, you were engaged. Like, let's all remember you were engaged. You agreed to do life with this person. And then it was just like, oh, we're done. I'm moving on. Like, it, it's just very 
nonchalant. Right. And then if if it was not to rub in Blake's face, again, I just keep going back to why are you announcing this? Like, what is her point? Because she can go off and date John Hershey in San Diego or wherever they live. You know what I mean? It was so... I mean, the whole 12 Days of Messy was so attention-seeking in some way where I'm just like, what is the end goal here? In every way. In every way. We talked about it in a previous episode and we were trying to figure out what what is this? And I can't help but think she just she just misses people being invested in her relationships. And yeah. for months, people were focused on her and who she was dating. And then like, she breaks up with Blake and you're done. Like no one really cares anymore. So she had to like do this whole. Yeah, I guess I'm just like, but what does she think? Like I, that's kind of the gig when you are the bachelor or bachelorette. I just don't know what she expected. I don't want to go too much into the story because this is, um, we are rehashing some older news, but the, the newer information is that John Hershey is an angel on earth and he responded to the backlash in the sweetest way. So he put out statements. He put out a statement on Reddit. He put out, I think he put something on his Instagram. And then a couple of my followers uh, told me that, well, one in particular wrote him a message like, a not so happy message about how this all went down. She was upset. Mm -hmm. And he sent back voice memos, literally explaining and was so, I know that's kind of crazy, right? That is crazy. I'm kind of like, "Mm." okay, continue. I see. I really like John Hershey. He's so sweet. (laughs) Well, he wrote that whole thing on Reddit too, which I did see. So he wrote the thing on Reddit where he basically just explains their side of things. He didn't want Katie to be thrown under the bus. He didn't want people thinking that they cheated, even though it really looks like they did. And then to certain people on Instagram, he's sending voice memos, like literally explaining himself. I guess he was like, his fingers were tired from typing so much. So he had to just like say it, but he's just like, he made it clear there was no emotional affair, which I I I don't don't believe that. I don't think that's possible. I believe there was maybe no physical affair but I think I just don't believe that I think if you're gonna jump into a romantic relationship with someone so quickly after a breakup there was definitely something more than pure platonic friendship yeah from the get-go at the very least just like a mere attraction and like some flirting you know in the video she shares it shows Mm -hmm. their their story and it shows him getting out of the limo and then he walks away and she's like, ooh, that's my type. That's my type. So, okay, you're physically attracted right. to him. He's so cute. I really, he really is, think yeah. he's a sweet, cute little muffin. Um, <laughs> you're obsessed with John Hershey. I, I'm obsessed with John Hershey, but like, honestly, I feel like I'm more obsessed with Blake. You know, I'm not buying that there wasn't any emotional cheating going on because she even acknowledges the fact that her relationship with John was something substantial. Even the fact that it's worth mentioning, I feel like exactly. is definitely very telling because if it really just was a friend of hers that's purely platonic, why would we even be talking about it? Like, right. what's there to talk about? Right. All people have friends. Like, Especially someone that went home week two that no one remembered. Right. It's just like, oh, we were on the show. We reconnected. We hang out. Cool. Like, that wouldn't be an, a thing to bring up. Yeah. Right. Is anyone else wondering like who's taking these romantic music video style videos of Katie and John? Because at first when I watched it, I'm like, oh my God, that was sweet. Then I watch it again. And I'm like, wait a second, who is literally following them? Because they're walking down a hall and it's just the back of them. And then like 
he picks her up and spins her. I mean, I feel like knowing Katie and how attention seeking this entire thing has been, I'm like, she probably hired someone to go and they literally shot these as if they're like shooting, like how people shoot their engagement shoots. They're like, we're shooting our couple's announcement package right now. They literally plan the shots. But also, you know what I heard? Um, There's in that same montage, there's like a scene of where they're on a plane. It's John and Katie. Apparently, Blake was on that same plane. That was like a friendship activity that the three of them did. And she just like cut him out of the video. Wait. So, okay. I just, I didn't dig that deep into this because I was just like, I've watched too many videos of Katie right now. But I saw so many things about people saying, Blake was on the plane. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, that's what Oh it my means. God. So it's it's one thing for the three of them to have previously hung out. It's another thing for Katie to cut him out of the footage to show that she's now dating John. And to show like the journey of their relationships. Yeah. Like, don't tell me that there was no emotional feelings on that plane because you're including it on the announcement of your relationship. Can I also point out that if you had nothing for John, you had a long distance engagement with Blake. So when you guys are together, you needed to bring John. Why? You right, only saw him for like 15 minutes and yeah. you had to bring John. That's weird. Very weird. Okay. Well then what are your thoughts on just the whole, are you team John, John Hershey, team Blake, team Katie? I am honestly, I am team John Hershey because he's just such a sweet little gem. I want Katie to find love. So I'm happy that she's found him. Great. I am so hardcore want Blake to be the bachelor because I, I mean, I wanted him to be the bachelor regardless. Now I want him to be the bachelor because I love a story. I love following something. And this is so juicy. And it makes me mad that ABC is so fucking dumb with their casting. They could have ran with this Blake thing and the momentum could have been huge. Ratings would be skyrocketing because everyone wants to see how Blake redeems himself after this crazy scandal. Yeah. And it's like, do, do I have to think of everything? Like, why, why are we, instead, we have a bachelor that no one cares about. I know. When we have Blake sitting on the sidelines, brokenhearted, looking like the lion from Madagascar. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel like that makes the best seasons when it's like fresh off of a past heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like obviously Blake's not going to be the next bachelor, but if he could potentially be the next next, because we know there are going to be two stupid back-to-back seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, I would like that, but I also think they're wasting the momentum and maybe by then no one will care about Blake. So yeah, I know they're really missing out. Yeah. However, if Blake is not the bachelor, I did some creeping on his Instagram page and there is such an obvious person from Bachelor Nation that he should hook up with. I I actually can't believe that this hasn't been pointed out before. So Kendall, grocery store Joe's ex Kendall has been commenting quite a bit on Blake's page. It's usually about his posts that are about wildlife and about animals. And it's like, holy shit she loves that like she's very into like nature and science and i feel like they have so much in common that it's like why didn't anyone think of this before they are such a perfect match so i've noticed this a couple of times she's commented on a handful of different blake posts very supportive they both Mm -hmm. follow each other very kind very supportive always just like some kind of uplifting message to blake and i'm like hmm if he doesn't become the bachelor he should look into little miss kendall Yeah. Ooh, I did not think of that. But now that you've said it, I love it. I think that would actually be such a great match. The only problem is Blake's in Canada. 
and and Kendall doesn't we know Kendall's move. not going to relocate so, so does Blake want to go to LA yeah maybe Blake will come to LA here's hoping yeah big news recently is that Blake Horseman is now going to be performing at Stagecoach as a DJ. This <laughs> is his true full circle moment. This is. So Blake announces that he's performing at Stagecoach. I really love this redemption story for him. And I thought it was interesting to check out who's liking this, who's supporting this, because mm-hmm. he's not the only one involved in this Stagecoach storyline. Like there were a handful of girls involved in his Stagecoach sexcapades. And that's Kaylin, Tasha, Hannah G, Christina Shulman. Is there anyone else? No, I think that's it. So I looked and at the time of this recording, none of them liked it. None of them commented. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. And then, so Christina and him, they follow each other. I'm sure she's seen it. Right. Because I think out of all of those girls, Christina's the only one that I think Blake maintains a friendship with, or at least that's kind of how it came Mm. off. At the end of that season of Paradise, it seemed that him and Christina were on good terms. They were friends and all the other girls hated Blake. But I could see Christina being weary of engaging with a post like that because as soon as she taps like, that becomes we'll a talk headline, about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here we are talking about her not doing that. But yeah, well, I, I could see her being cautious about that. But I think she's probably the only one who still likes Blake. Yeah. As a friend. Whose idea was it for him to do? Like, is this Blake's first DJing event? I have so many questions. No. Okay. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a DJ right <laughs> now. So he's been a DJ but this is like a genius move by Stagecoach to yeah, hire him as yeah. DJ. Brilliant marketing. So on board with this. <laughs> I'm really happy for Blake. Again, I think that he went through the ringer during Paradise last season or whatever season he was on. And this is just his way of kind of like coming full circle. And he's probably cashing in like a ton. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm happy for Blake and hopefully he gets late again, even as the DJ. I mean, just because you're a DJ doesn't mean you can't have sex with everyone. No, I think that ensures that you'll have sex with everyone. Right. DJ. <laughs> so here's hoping that we can get some more Blake stagecoach stories. So this one I'm excited about. Everyone's panties are in a knot about <laughs> Dean's comments about Kaylin having to propose to him. Where did he say these comments first? Off? Okay. And people aren't just mad about the fact that he said that Kaylin needs to be the one to propose. People are mad at the media for taking this narrative and kind of turning it into something that it's not. So basically on Dean's podcast with Jared, he Mm -hmm. goes into his relationship with Kaylin because they went to Ben Higgins wedding. And basically he said, and then Kaylin like leans over and she goes, we'll be engaged by 2022. Trust me. Or in 2022 or something like that. So well, I was about to say um, by 2022, you got about 45 days left if that was going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if she's speaking for me or if she's saying that she's going to propose to me, which I made it pretty clear to her. I was like, you know, if you really want to get married, you should be the one proposing to me. Uh, so I think she's got something in the works for that, which I think is pretty cool. You know, maybe we could do like a dual thing. So I'm just kind of confused why people are saying that the media is twisting his words because these are literally his words. He said them. And the way people were twisting it was kind of making it to seem like he was being a bad boyfriend, right? Like just being rude, being like, oh, well, I'm never proposing to Kaylin. When the reality of the situation is, it seems like they might have a plan. Yeah, but I think they're making it seem the he doesn't have an intention to commit to Kaylin. But I think what he was saying was that like, 
they do have intentions to be committed to each other, whether someone proposes or not, but like she might have a plan. They might do a dual thing. Like the commit, it's like the commitment thing that is there. You know what I mean? So this is the headline. I actually shared it because I made a meme about it. Um, the headline is like Dean Unglert says, if Kaylin Miller keys wants to get married, she will have to propose. And then I added, um, and they say chivalry is dead. People think that he's you know, typical Dean, like kind of never getting over his fuck boy ways. Yeah. But when in reality, like how much more committed can Dean get? He's living in a van with someone. I don't, are they like full-time in this van? No, they have, um, they have an apart. No, they actually, they bought a house in Vegas. Um, and they live there for a long time. They were like half van, half living at Kaylin's apartment in Santa Monica. But I think during the pandemic, they moved to Vegas. Yeah. You got to, six feet apart you can't be in a van right exactly they keep, you, keep your properly social distance. social distance yeah right yeah I mean like I think it's kind of clear to everyone that Dean and Kaylin are end game I think they are a mm-hmm. bachelor success story I don't think either of them are going anywhere and another thing I wanted to point out for the people that are defending Dean saying like that's not what he said the media is twisting his words go to the podcast episode of his podcast with Jared it literally says in the description Everyone wants to know when Dean is tying the knot. What would Dean say if Kaylin proposed to him? Something might be in the works. They they want us to talk about this. Right. They, they wouldn't be putting that in their description if it was something that Dean slipped. Like they're purposely, he says in the episode too, like, um, I really have to watch my words because it's going to be an Us Weekly headline. And then like, it literally was an Us Weekly yeah. headline. But like, you wouldn't put it in your description of your episode if it was a slip up. And then, oh, God, well, I'm sorry. Hold on. The episode title is called Kaylin Pops the Question. Yeah. They're fucking doing, they're doing this. Like this, they're playing, they're playing this game. Yeah. I think they're at this point, they know that they're committed to each other. And so they don't care. And I really feel like they just get a kick out of trolling the media and being like, hmm, what would, what would the headline be if I say blah? They're literally sitting in their van laughing about it. <laughs> Sitting in their van. Um, can we, while we're on the topic of Dean and Jared's mm-hmm. podcast, why have they not done a rebrand of this podcast? The title is Help I Suck at Dating. That's the first problem. Then it yeah. says with Dean, Jared, and dot, 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 because it used to be Vanessa. Right. And I feel like podcasts just kind of like pluck random people and put them together. Like mm-hmm. Ashley I and Ben Higgins was yeah. like really random when it first came together. And like, Natasha, grocery store Joe, and who the else click, is on that one? Whatever. Uh, it changes because it changes. It was Tasha, yeah, that's why I don't know. Grocery store Joe, Natasha. Then at, at one else. point when they first launched, remember it was Hannah Ann for a hot second. Yes. Um, and then for a Bachelor Happy Hour, they just put Tia in there. Tia would guest host, but now I think she's a permanent yes. host with Becca Kufrin. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So like this podcast was originally Dean, Jared, and Vanessa, which is just so random, mm-hmm. but. The podcast started when they were, well, at least Dean and Jared were both single guys and like yeah. kind of had like maybe fuckboy reputations mm-hmm. more so Dean than Jared, but like, you know, sucking at dating guys that suck at dating. Now it's like, why not rebrand this a little bit? Like you're literally two bachelor success stories. Do you really I need know. to have a sucky dating podcast? I'm just, I just confused. don't get with why they even have a podcast. What, what did they talk about? <laughs> I mean, they have a podcast to tease us about when Kaylin's going to propose. So yeah, I guess Brendan and Piper have kind of low key made their relationship Instagram official. Like I think like everyone assumed that they were potentially still talking after all the paradise drama, but it's confirmed they are a couple. 
and they seem to be in love and really wanting everyone to kind of be on their side. So Brendan posted a picture of them together. Um, it's actually like a little montage of a couple pictures and then this like long sappy caption of how, you know, he's so grateful for Piper, whatever. Did Piper post anything? Yes. Yes. So Piper also posted. I just didn't read her caption. I want to read it too. She has the Love fucking, is patient. Oh my God. The fucking Bible quote. <laughs> is that the Bible? Yes, that is, that is from a part of the Bible. I'm not that religious. I don't know which part, but it's in there. Wait, love is patient, love is kind. I just always thought that was like a wedding vow. Wait, I'm it sorry. It's from we, the Bible. We, oh, okay. Well, can we run with that a little bit to put a wedding vow in your Instagram? So maybe wedding vows in the works. Well, I also, okay, wait, actually now that we are seeing hers, because I had seen Brendan's first and mm-hmm. had plan to bring up the fact that this might be a controversial take, but I think when people write captions about their significant other and say things like, we've had our share of ups and downs, but through the tough times, we've come through it all. To me, that's like instant red flag of like a toxic, messy relationship of people that fight a lot. And then- 100%. Okay. Oh, you, I thought you were going to say you, I thought you were going to totally disagree with me. Cause I feel like, I don't know, healthy relationships shouldn't have such crazy ups and downs. Of course, people argue. I literally went to a wedding in real life and the couple was kind of like toxic and both the maid of honor and the best man was like, we all know so-and-so have had their ups and downs. No, exactly. And I'm like, that is so awkward because like, you know, they just fucking hate each other. Right. And especially to say at a wedding, it's like, guys, you haven't even started yet. Like, I know. Yeah. So, okay. I'm so glad you agree. Yeah. I wonder if they're alluding to the ups and downs that like we've seen on the show though. They're like, yeah, you know, we've been through shit that you guys have seen, but we're so happy now because love is patient. Like <laughs> love is know. patient, love is kind. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like we won't know what their exact intention was with that. But I also think too that the way the whole paradise thing played out was not good for their relationship. And I think that they did have some fights about it because Piper was the one who was like, I told you I didn't want to come. And Brendan was the one I think that kind of pushed them to come. Then they get all this backlash. Obviously, we don't know what's happening behind closed doors, but I don't think it was like an easy road of us against the world, babe. Like, yeah, we're stronger than ever. Can I point out that in Piper's montage, she mm-hmm. tags a photography studio, which I just think is so odd. Like, it's like, what is this? Like the Katie special that who did yeah. you hire to take these relationship announcement photos? And why is this a thing? It's so annoying. It's, it just, it feels so not genuine. And I just like, I, I wish I cared. Well, I just like, I, I have this inner thought all the time, every time I'm on social media, but like, I am so fascinated with how the world is constantly posting like paparazzi photos of themselves. Like if you like take a look around, it is kind of hilarious that like everyone, every single person from the bachelor has photos of themselves in outfits, probably in a fucking driveway somewhere, just putting on a new outfit that they want to show off. And they're not looking, they're putting their hands in their hair. They're looking down. They're acting Mm -hmm. like they don't see the camera. Like we're all pretending like a paparazzi is taking photos of us. And in these photos, they're wearing matching blue colors and they're staring at each other. And like, 
who are we supposed to believe took this photo, Brendan? Were you guys just like casually gazing at each other at dinner and, and a random person snapped it? Yeah. Get over yourself. Who, who are these people that just follow around these Bachelor Nation people and take all these amazing candid photos of them? Because I would like to hire them for myself. I know. I need my own little private photo shoot every single day. Yeah. Every announcement I want to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. New podcast. And like, it's just like us like frolicking together we should make our we should make photo shoots like that um to announce our new episodes but yeah I don't know I just I think what really stood out to me was how different both of their captions are because with Brendan's I'm like red flag and then with Piper's it's literally like the wedding quote from the bible and I'm like all right guys pick a lane yeah right so we'll see I mean We'll see how how long this lasts. Also, I guess I don't know why they felt that they needed to tell us that they're in a relationship because I think we knew they were in a relationship. Yeah. They left the show together and then did not tell us anything otherwise. So obviously they're in a relationship. Didn't I say, wait, in like our, our premiere episode, you don't have to grow. Like, like he said, grateful for growth, that whole thing. Oh yeah. Like you don't actually have to grow in Bachelor Nation. You just wait it out and then- we forget about it. And now I'm sure people are going to start like shipping them. We're going to get on board. That's what they, you know what? That's what they want. I think mm-hmm. I just answered my own question of why they're making this announcement. They're like, okay, yeah, enough right? time has gone by. They right. forgot that they hate us. Now we're going to be cute. We're going to hire right. someone to take our photo. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If they did this two weeks after they were off the show, they would have got backlash. But oh, now yeah. the comment section like, would be like, the so comments mean. are like, oh my God. Oh, someone wrote yay for growth. I love that. Um, <laughs> happy for you. Wish you the best. Love is beautiful. Like these are all, Ugh. these are all very positive. It, it's definitely a different story versus what would have been told when they originally totally. left the show. So well done guys. Good work. Hopefully your following goes back up. Grateful for <laughs> growth. Full circle. Kenny kind of shocked Bachelor Nation when he posted a photo with him and Mari and made the caption scouting wedding venues. So at first people were like, oh my God, they're already looking for wedding venues. That's really soon. Usually people don't do that that soon. I mean, they're only yeah. a paradise couple. You could date for a couple of years before you have to do that. So that kind of got everyone like really shook up. But then I looked back and so they're, I don't know how to pronounce this. They're at the La Conca Resort in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. Then I looked back. Kenny went on vacation with Mari and her family for Thanksgiving. That's why Mm -hmm. they're in San Juan. They're not Uh, in San Juan solely scouting wedding venues. So what I think happened is that they were on vacation together. They probably, I don't know, went out to dinner or were somewhere where it was a nice wedding venue and they took a photo and he writes that caption. I don't think for a second they sat down with someone and said like, oh, what are your available dates? They're not wedding shopping. I don't think these two are walking down the aisle in the next two years. I don't, I mean, you know my thoughts about them. I I think (laughs) they're- (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, Well, I thought your theory was going to be that the hotel was paying them to say that. Oh, well that- I like that theory. But now knowing that they're on vacation with Mari's family, maybe less so. But if it was just the two of them, like posting all these staged photos, being like looking for wedding venues, tag the hotel name. I could see that being a paid post. You are so right. I'm so, I'm how, how naive am I? That's totally what this is. I mean, they are there with her family, Mm -hmm. but. Well, maybe the whole family got a free vacation. That's what I'm saying. 
Ugh, I need to be a bachelor influencer. Doesn't that sound no. so nice? Conquer Resort is tagged multiple times. Yeah. And you don't just is. go and tag the resort every single time you post. Like, who cares? Yeah. And and by t- freaking making the caption, scouting wedding venues. We're talking about it. And we've said that hotel's name like four times now. <laughs> right. La Conca Resort's like sitting there like, <laughs> yes, say it again. <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto something here. I think this was a paid a paid post. And I don't think they're scouting wedding venues. You're very anti-Kenny and Mari. I'm like, maybe. I'm not anti-Kenny and Mari. I am pro-acknowledging that it's a 40-year-old boy band manager who literally was like <laughs> sleeping with Demi going back to Mari, sleeping with Demi going back to yeah. Mari. Like everyone just seems to forget that he literally was playing them both and then just yeah. decided to choose one and get engaged and go back to episode four because we had a bachelor encounter and someone said they had like a firsthand encounter with Kenny, someone that like dated Kenny, who they knew firsthand that he said he was going to do whatever he could to stay on the show as long as possible. Right. So like getting engaged, just pretty much what you need to do. Yeah. Okay. So yes or no, did they really scout wedding venues? Um, no. Cool. And that's all we have for the creep segment this week. If you have something you've spotted on social media that you want to submit for a future creep segment, please DM me at she's all batch. So if you guys have seen the she's all batch page, I recently did a post where I shared some of the cards from my favorite game for the girls. It's from what do you mean? It is the best adult party game. If you're going to be having a girl's night, a girl's and guys night, This game is so much fun. There's truths, dares, challenges, confessions, superlatives. People are voting on like who's most likely to drunk dial their ex. The perfect recipe for a wild night out and is bound to make your birthday party, bachelorette party, or impromptu game night a night to remember. You can pick up your For the Girls game at amazon.com and please use coupon code she's all batch to get 20% off. Okay, so we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. And if you're new here, that's when people will send us their personal experiences with people from the show. And we will read those stories um, on the podcast. So here we go. This person who is, we're going to remain anonymous. She had a little experience with Greg and she she didn't. I'm excited. Okay. She doesn't really like Greg. So she writes me and says, I got to give Greg a great big fuck you to his face last Friday night when he brought some big time wet blanket energy to my man's concert in New York City. He scowled and walked away looking like he doesn't know exactly how punchable his face is. Perhaps I was drunk and feeling extra spicy, but he deserves it after his public display of bullshit on national television. (laughs) Five out of five would definitely do it again. No regrets. Okay. So my first question is, so she's saying Greg went to her man's concert and he was acting like a wet blanket, but like, then she's like, I would do it again. What would she do again? Like what? Give him a, give him a great big fuck you. That's what she do. What does that mean? You just say fuck you to someone? Yeah. Oh. She gave him a great big fuck you to his face for his wet blanket energy. So He's literally, get that shit so out. I'm just trying to really vision this in my mind. So yeah, Greg too. is at a concert looking <laughs> Sitting there sad, with like puppy dog eyes. <laughs> and uh, someone comes up to him and just says, fuck <laughs> you for, for looking meat. sad at a concert. Like what? Oh, what if he was like, what if it was like a sad song that reminded him of Katie? 
Yeah, I don't know. We don't know the type of concert. Like, you don't know. Maybe he just was sad because he spilled something on his pants. Like, (laughs) what is were they all in a group together, like with Greg? Because like, why would she just go up to him and say, fuck you? Jackie, she said it because of his wet blanket energy. (laughs) Right. But when you see people with wet blanket energy (laughs) randomly at concerts, you just go up to them and say, fuck you. Like he doesn't, why does he owe her man his positive (laughs) spirit at the concert? Like he's just a man at a concert. I don't get it. He's like, girl, I'm just trying to like enjoy the concert. Or not enjoy it. He doesn't have to enjoy it. You know what I really picture though? Like remember all the scenes of Greg from the season when it would rain and he'd always be like so shocked by the rain. I made memes back in the day about this because I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, it's like the dude's never seen fucking rain before. Like every time they had the fake rain, he'd be like so shocked to see the rain. I just picture it like raining. What? Oh yeah. Because it's romantic. I don't know. I I mean, don't defend it, please. This is wet okay. blanket energy and it does not deserve to be defended. <laughs> so like I just picture it like raining on Greg and he's just sitting there thinking about Katie and then someone just goes up to him and says, Fuck you. <laughs> the poor guy's been like knocked down enough. Yeah, alone. I picture him like that cartoon where it's just a rain cloud follows the cartoon yes. walking around. Um, that's what I picture Greg being like, but I don't know why that that energy (laughs) warranted a fuck you in a public place. So we would love to know more information. I I just love that. Like, even after, like, she's like, I may have been drunk, but even still looking back, she's like, whatever, he still deserved it because (laughs) it's like, he doesn't know how punchable his face is. Like this girl (laughs) has it out for Greg. I know. Greg should get a restraining order. Seriously. Keeping with the, uh. The shadiness. Let's move okay. on to our next victim yeah. is Jeff Holm. And we have actually two people that don't like Jeff Holm. I got two separate bachelor encounter stories about Jeff Holm this week. Like, what are the odds? This person says, Hey, keep me anonymous, but I matched with him on Bumble years ago and met up with him for drinks. I got to his house and hung out with him for a bit and then went out. At, then we went out as a group with Robbie Hayes, James Taylor, and a couple of others to a nearby restaurant. The second Jeff realized that I wasn't there just to sleep with him, he totally ignored me. It was about a week before Coachella at the time. And all that the guys could talk about was what Bachelor Nation girls they were going to hook up with at the music festival. It's truly all they talked about in the most disgusting way. It felt like I was at a frat house surrounded by guys that just wanted to get laid or brag about the fact that they were on the Bachelorette. And the way they talked about women was gross. It was years ago, and I'm sure they've matured, I would hope. None of them were rude by any means. I obviously wish them the best but they just seemed pretty full of themselves and spoke about women like they were objects. And I said, damn, thank you for the submission. She says, hopefully they've all come a long way and matured since then. So I go, wait, question. You were technically Jeff's date for the night, but he was talking about hooking up with other girls. And do you remember any of the other girls they were talking about? Because he says they're talking about sleeping Mm -hmm. with girls from Bachelor Nation. She goes, like he invited me over and said we would grab drinks. And then when I got there and it was evident I wasn't just going to be some easy hookup, it became a group outing. And I was ignored, which was fine because I was over it at that point and ready to go home. Prior to going out, they all sat in Jeff's room and talked about who they wanted to hook up with in Palm Desert. Can't remember if it was Stagecoach or Coachella. I don't remember all the girls they talked about, but I do remember Amanda Stanton and Lauren Bushnell being talked about, not by Jeff specifically, but by the whole group. It was basically like frats talking about girls in a sorority they were going to hook up with and pre-planning it out. They apparently had rented a huge house and the girls had to, so it was just planning out who was going to be sleeping in what beds. Like, this is fucking tea. 
She said, Jeff spent most of the night just talking with the guys about hooking up with girls. And when it came time for me to leave, he was completely unfazed. I said, I can't, I can't believe he didn't even try to downplay all of this, considering you were literally his date. Like, right. why even continue to have you there? They pretty much acted like they were the shit and made no secrets that they were on the show. But yeah, I think at the time they were really just looking for free hookups. And although I'm down for that when it's right, Jeff was just way too cocky about it and was a total turnoff. I wonder if it was Robbie talking about Amanda Stanton. And I wonder if it was before or after they were um, on Paradise together. I would think it's before only because like, it's probably exciting. Like he probably was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to hook up with Amanda Stanton after Paradise. Like a Right. They've already had like a full blown. Right. Is it that exciting to say that? Yeah. Right. So maybe it was before. So seems like other people hook up at Stagecoach before Paradise. Yeah. It's not just Blake. <laughs> um, um, like literally matching with someone on Bumble, having them come to your house and then turning your date into a group date, essentially. It was a one-on-one and then they turned it into a group date. And then like, she doesn't get the rose. And instead <laughs> he talks about fantasy suites with someone else. That's basically how this episode of the Bachelor. Wow, you just went. translated like a real life encounter into bachelor right? language. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I mean, men are trash pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> men are trash. Okay. Our next submission, someone writes, uh, similar to many others, I've been sucked into being a podcast listener just to hear all your tea. Yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. We love to hear that. I know. I have a bachelor encounter with Jordan Kimball. She said it was fall of 2018, one week after Paradise ended in the midst of his split from Jenna. So like peak time to freaking meet Jordan Kimball. I am intrigued. Okay. Yes. Buckle up. So she met him at a meet and greet. She said there was literally one other table of girls there to see him. No exaggeration. I thought he'd be embarrassed, but he didn't seem bothered and sat with my table for 45 minutes. Really sweet. She said he was exactly like you'd expect, cocky, but so nice and hilarious. He had a lot to say about Colton's upcoming season of The Bachelor. So this is like pre-Colton where he is now, obviously, before anything, any of the Cassie, anything. When she talked to Jordan about Colton's upcoming season, he said he definitely won't find what he's looking for, if you know what I mean, implying huh. something there. Very interesting. And he kept saying he was going to be hosting something on ABC, but couldn't give details and obviously was overconfident since that didn't happen, which I wonder what that could have been. Yeah, I don't know. She sent a picture and he's wearing sunglasses inside. And she said he wore sunglasses the entire time. Anyway, he was so great and didn't bash Jenna at all, even though I met him as the whole story was coming out and he could have been easily rude and salty. That's, I just think that's sweet. Like, that's exactly how I would have pictured Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, I do find it interesting that he made that comment about Colton because it just makes me, me too. I'm just curious if like, did people like, did people see that coming like did people pick up on potentially the fact that he wasn't interested in women or was that just something he assumed I think it's interesting too because I was I was trying to like put the timeline together in my head while you were talking so this is before Colton season meaning so they were all on paradise together he was there with Colton um right that's true maybe he did have some sort of inkling maybe they either had some sort of conversation or Maybe it was just something Jordan sensed that something was kind of not clicking because people now looking back in hindsight, when him and Tia broke up, Colton's like crying or whatever. And he's like, I just like, I don't get it. Like, I like you, but something's like not right. Like something's not there. Like, do you know, I knew then I knew. 
You did? I watched that and I okay, was Okay, like, so maybe Jordan did too. You I know, mean, I just felt like there with him. the way he was crying and the things he was saying was like, something in me says this isn't right. Like, right. I really like, it just seemed deeper than just him not connecting with her. And just like the back right. and forth that whole season. So maybe like Jordan sat by and watched this. Like, I remember Jordan kind of making fun of the Colton Tia back and forth all season. I think he was kind of jealous mm-hmm. of the screen time. Yeah. So maybe he's like, you know, he's not going to find what he's looking for, whether that's because of his sexuality or because, you know, Colton's high maintenance or whatever. Yeah. So maybe he had, to, it's interesting to me that you picked up on it from that conversation. I totally did not see it coming. Um, when Colton eventually came out, I was very surprised by the information, but if, if you saw it coming, clearly other people did too. And I mean, Jordan being there on the beach, that would make sense. I mean, they were, they're all really close during paradise. They're like living together for two or three weeks. So it's not like I knew for sure. When I, mm-hmm. I remember specifically watching that scene of them on mm-hmm. the beach, their breakup, And I was like, something feels off. Like I just, I didn't feel like this was just him not wanting to be with her. It felt deeper rooted. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm like you, when he announced on Good Morning America, I literally read things the day prior saying that that's what it was going to be. And my jaw was still on the floor the next day. So yeah, I I also think it's, it's cool of Jordan that he didn't bash Jenna because that, that whole scandal was so crazy. crazy. I know. And it turns out that she's completely innocent. I know that was insane. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it's cool that he didn't bash her because he easily mm-hmm. could have. It's cool that he wasn't upset that apparently no one came to his meet and greet, yeah. uh, especially for someone as cocky as him. Happy to hear that Jordan isn't totally stuck up. Yeah, me too. And no Great. wet blanket energy. <laughs> yes. No wet blanket energy. All right. That's all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a bachelor encounter with someone that you want to share, please DM me at she's all batch. And we would love to have it on the next episode. So our guest this week is Chad Johnson from Jojo season. And we know that he's a very controversial figure in the past. However, when we started this podcast, we told you guys that we were going to be getting to the bottom of the juiciest dirt in bachelor nation. And if anyone's going to spill that kind of tea without any filter, it's Chad Johnson. It's definitely delivered. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoy. All right. We have Chad Johnson here from Jojo season of the bachelorette and also for a hot minute on bachelor in paradise. Uh, Chad, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. You were obviously the villain on your season. We're just going to get right to the beginning of your time on the show. So when it started airing on TV, were you surprised by the edit or did you see it coming while you were filming? I I mean, I saw it coming. I I didn't like, I mean, I I played the villain. You know what I mean? You know, to to me, personally, it was niche marketing. I was in internet marketing and e-commerce for years. You got 25 people trying to be the the good guy. One guy trying bad guy you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I hit the niche you get the airtime that's the way it works so you're saying play the villain so was there ever a conversation with production or was this all you so the thing was I didn't like playing what I was doing the entire time from the minute I walked in the door was looking for an opening like what am I gonna do here find something and uh the way it went down was whenever I called the guys out on um being like bad actors that's what made them mad and that's what turned it the minute I called them on that, and that's when they turned on me. Everyone got mad at me, and that's when the cameras all just, and I'm like, okay, all right, this is this is the the end we were looking for. So when you're saying they're actors, like who specifically? I know who you called out on the show, but was there anyone right. in particular that you think actually was totally bullshitting? I mean, 
all of us, like pretty much everybody. Okay, even Jordan? If you're, you're lucky to find somebody on the show who doesn't have model or actor in their profile. I mean, they search out models and actors. Mm-hmm. They reach out to people mm-hmm. on Instagram and they like it when you have actor in your profile because they know that means you know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. So on this show, we like to kind of expose what's going on behind the scenes, how much is producers and how much are producers involved? Was any of the drama that you were involved in, was any of it staged? Was any of it encouraged? All of it. Every single thing you see was either like hyped up, set up, or produced. Can you give an example of one? Um, so let me think of, a, of a, an exact example. Um, well, we'll go on, you know, on the date whenever it was, uh, I, I tried to kiss her or whatever and all that. Mm-hmm. That was very much hyped up. I, they were pushing Evan. I, I actually heard them in the other room pushing him to do something to make me mad because they know they're messing around. Um, but But my thing was, they were telling me, they were like, look, you should kiss her. And I was like, really? That's obviously a bad move right now. Like, to do that in front of all the guys, it's super early. That'd be very dumb. And they were like, look, man, she wants you to. (laughs) She told us. like, And so um, when I got out there and did that, when I was mad at was the production. Because they actually played me in that one. And after Mm -hmm. that, a lot of things turned. Because I thought we were teaming up, you know. I was yelling at the production. And nobody ever, they never talk about that. It looks like I'm mad at Evan. Right, right, yeah. Well, weren't we talking about this in the last episode about how, like, if you're going to give production what they want, they're going to help you. They're going to team, like you're saying, team up because if you're giving them good TV, they're like, okay, I'll protect you. So it's interesting that you're saying, like, you felt like you guys were teammates, but they kind of sabotaged you. Exactly. That's the thing what they do. They'll, They'll, they'll be on your side, get what they want, but they also want that genuine reaction of like, what? You know, where, where you don't know what's going to happen. So they'll be on your side. You know, they'll, um, a lot of times they're like, yeah, that guy's pretty annoying, right? Yeah, you should go say something to him. Right. And they did all the time about uh, with me and Evan and Alex. They would push me to, to go apologize and they'd push them to not allow an apology. And so, and then they would, what do you know? There's a couch and there's two cameras on each side. And so then you sit down and you're like, I thought he was going to accept the apology. You told me it was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, You're allowed to say the things that you want to put out there because they want to give you a side, but they're also going to hit you with something you didn't expect where, yes, you sat down for the apology. You were told he's going to accept it and you have a chance to say what you want to say, but also he's been told to tell you to go fuck yourself or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's like set up conflict. I feel like they take you guys aside, they whisper in everyone's ears, and then they're like, okay, now go talk. And two people are thinking they're having very different conversations. Exactly. Yeah, they, they get you to think, like, um, you know, they, they constantly told me, like, yeah, Evan's not going to mess with you anymore. Um, we have on camera you constantly being like, dude, please just stop. Like, we're here to date a girl. Like, please. They're like, he's not going to do it. Just like carry on and do your thing. And then I would do my thing. And then turns out Evan was never, you know, he never said that. Things got so heated on the season that they actually hired a bodyguard, which I'm very suspicious of. Please shed some light on this bodyguard. It was only there when the cameras were there. And okay. I, I still don't know. I've heard people like, he had security. Like, you really, you think that was real? Like, but did anyone ever tell you, like, do you have any information? Like, was a producer like, hey, this isn't real, but like, go with it? Yeah, when I, was, I was like, what are you doing with this guy, dude? It's not gonna make me look crazy, right? And they're like, no. And everyone knows it's like, 
you know, tongue in cheek. And I'm like, okay, but people out there, they don't know. Yeah. And I mean, the way it was portrayed on TV, it's, it was as if the guys were like actually scared for their well being. which if that was the case, they wouldn't have kept you on the show. Right. Yeah. Right. So you were just saying before that the guys were acting, they were acting overly interested in Jojo. Obviously on camera, we saw them like singing songs about her and obviously showing that they were very much into her. Did you ever see anything off camera about maybe someone was kind of faking it or or Uh, amping it up? One thing I can tell you, and the reason I started to have a weird relationship with Jojo is because when the cameras turned off, man, it was like a set, you know, just like cameras off. And she's like, all right, the guys would turn, she would turn. And it was like, she talked to a producer. We'd all kind of, you know, talk to each other. And the guys that were like two seconds earlier, like, I just think that like, we're going to make, you know, a great family are immediately like, yo, so like, you guys like Tennessee football or like, you know, like, and you're like, wait, you're, I thought you were in the middle of like a love story. That's crazy that like the second the yeah. camera stopped, that's how it was. I know. I feel like you would think I would not get surprised anymore based on how many interviews we've had yeah. and hearing all this stuff. And every single interview, I'm always surprised. I'm like, wow, it's just crazy. So much stuff people don't know. Yeah. Once the cameras turn off, I mean, people, um, I actually heard that about Nick's season too, but you know, it's still always weird to see it in person. Cause you, you know, that as time goes on, you start to be like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, are we acting or are we not acting? So fast forwarding a little bit, you obviously went to paradise and that was a little hectic, but when you were leaving paradise, you said to Chris Harrison, obviously fuck you, Chris Harrison, but also you, you said, I could never be the bachelor now. And that always made me think who told you, someone told you that you were, that you could be the bachelor, right? Yeah, of course they came to my room before, um, they they came to my room before we started shooting and they were like look man ratings are the highest they've ever been um they're like yeah you're bad you know you did some bad stuff but like just do your thing and you're gonna be the bachelor like just just keep get in there and play it and i was like okay and i was like play this thing up and they were like play it up dude <laughs> and uh yeah that was the whole thing because i was like what you told me to do this now I can't be the bachelor. Like you guys told me to come in here. You're the one that gave me 11 shots of Jack fucking Daniels before we started filming at 11 a.m. And then you're like, oh, why? Why was he drunk? Like, cause you fucking handed me the drinks in the car and made me sit in the car for three hours waiting to film. Why don't you just let me sleep two and a half more hours? See, I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Like, uh, obviously, you would own up to the fact that you said problematic things. However. ABC also monetized off of your problematic action. So like, it's kind of like they didn't care that they were using you almost like a pawn to get the ratings that you're saying. That's what pisses me off the most. I made $1,800 off The Bachelor. Their show was literally, so I became friends with a bunch of production. um, And I heard that show was on the chopping block. Like that that eight o'clock, you know, time period on ABC, it was about to get snipped. And then when I went and did all that shit, it basically saved the show. And then they treat me like shit and then cut and chop me and, and did all this stuff and then kick me off after I did what they asked for. You could at least stop like being like, you know, three, four or five years later. You remember this horrible guy? I'm like I'm the reason you're on the fucking TV right now, man. Like, <laughs> What did they tell you you were being kicked off the show for though? Is it cause you were drunk? Is it cause of the things you said? Like, what did they say to you? No, that, that, the actual weird thing behind that is that that was Daniel's fault. 
because they they did kind of want to keep me on because I did what they asked. But Daniel, because they had on film me going like this and like pretending I was going to swipe at Daniel, you know, I was trying to do the thing where like uh, at the end of The Bachelor, I, I slapped Jordan's hand. So I was trying to do that just more intense. But anyway, they were legally required to ask him if they think he think I was trying to hurt him or whatever. And he said, yeah. So because of that and because of the insurance they hold, they were like legally required to kick me off or something, at which point they had a discussion. Instead of sending him home, they went with me. So when they had that conversation where they like brought everyone into the room and everyone had like a circle talk about you, did they say that and they just cut it out? Because we don't see that. No, of course they didn't tell them that. Okay. Yeah, because of course, they. I mean, fucking ratings, they were going to keep it you know like mm-hmm. I'm not, and i'm not being like a narcissistic person like oh rating like that's coming from like agents production uh, like other companies like um but the thing well yeah they didn't tell him that they just said like we've made a decision you know to okay send him home for his bad behavior but you know you had said eighteen hundred dollars before what were you referring to with that? uh i was on you know i was supposed to get eighteen hundred a day uh for paradise yeah, which I think at the time was like a record or something I, I heard. Uh, That's and- the highest we've heard from other people who have shared that information, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, Stephanie? yeah, because like the standards 400. So I, that's one of my questions. I wanted to ask you how much you got paid. Well, how, well, how many days was it though? It wasn't it one day? It was one day, so I got 1800 bucks, right? <laughs> okay, but they got to use you in the promo for like all the leading up to it. So it worked in their benefit. Would you ever go on any reality show ever again? I, I've been hiding out the last six months. I haven't posted on social media and I've been turning down like little offers for auditions and stuff for different shows for almost two years. Um, Cause I was working on a software platform, you know, cause yes. you go to shows and you're broke when you get home and everybody thinks you're rich cause you got followers and all this. And you know, it comes to especially the guys and or villains, you don't get brand deals and you can't earn money on Instagram. So I, I created, spent the last couple of years kind of trying to solve that. And we created a, a social media platform that allows transactions through like subscription tips, media sales, and all of that, all with like, you know, works and operates like Instagram, like Facebook and like Twitter, but you can earn money on it. So that way, hopefully all these people that go on TV in the future, when the bachelor calls and is like, Hey man, we're going to fucking destroy your career in life. And we're going to like 500 bucks. They can be like, no, man, I, you already put me on the first one and I'm earning like 200,000 a month now. So like, no, no, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, looking back, do you wish you played things differently? Uh, I, you know, I always wonder what it would have been like if I just would have like shut my mouth and played Prince Charming, you know? But, um, I mean, as far as the way it played out, the only thing I wish that I wouldn't have done was, was drank so much and kind of got prodded around and pushed in like, led in these stupid directions uh like halfway through paradise so jojo and jordan they're still together today they're not married yet due to the pandemic but they admitted that in the first year they um almost broke up do you think they're going to make it down the aisle and and last or do you not i don't know anymore that's that's a super weird one to me because you know it was obvious to me they talked a little before the show sure maybe they liked each other a little bit or at least enough to stick around and make all the money Wait, what? <laughs> Making 25 grand a post at one point right after the show. You know, so everyone's like, why would she fake it? Why would she like pretend to be so sweet and nice and all this shit? I'm like, 25,000 a post? She's doing that like 10, 20 times a month. 
This girl's making two hundred fifty thousand. Did so. I hear you say though that she they were talking before the show? Can you elaborate on that? That like the entire group. Like I don't know how word got out, but like first day we all knew that they'd been talking, and we were all you know kind of sitting on the side drinking like this is some bullshit. Like wow. <laughs> no wonder he's so chill over there. Wait. In the preview, he says it's nice to finally. What did he say? He said something like it's nice to finally meet you. Like what? You didn't. You didn't even know it was her until yesterday, supposedly. So was well, that true? Like, when did you find out? I found out the night I was in the hotel, which I think it was two days before filming, two, three days. Okay, can we go back to the money thing? Because I'm super interested, and I know that um, our listeners are really interested yeah. in, like, how much money reality stars are making and where. Are you for sure that they were making 25,000 a post. What about like what you've gotten paid? Can you kind of give a breakdown of like? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I knew her agent at the time and that's what he told me she was getting per post. So Instagram. Yeah, 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 Instagram. The show, I don't mean, I don't know what the show pays her to do little appearances here and there. Right. Um, probably like five grand a pop for you to show up and be like, wow, please watch this other episode. I'm making a cameo for 10 seconds. I see. I always wonder about that. Like when Nick Vial shows up for like five minutes and does nothing and then just leaves, they obviously have to pay you. He probably got like five grand every time, you know, okay. like I got five grand to show up for a Ben and Lawrence show. You did. Okay. Yeah. You went on the Ben and Lawrence spinoff show. I would love to know what you thought about Ben and Lauren off camera because people are like unsure about how they were. Okay. So all right, I'll, I'll tell you first about uh, what I was told and the reason I was going there. What they said was, we want you to come on the Ben and Lauren show and show like a softer side, okay? Like, so we're gonna have you come in and you're gonna meet Ben and you'll talk to them and just kind of talk about like how, you know, you, you felt bad about the way things went and then you're gonna go fishing with Lauren. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I, I mean, you're like, like talk to the people without being attacked. That sounds cool. Like I can finally maybe actually be myself instead of having to do these fucking roles so that's what happened there. And I walked in to an ambush. Um, but Ben, dude, that guy was like so incredibly fake. Um, I got on the side. He was acting like a producer. He even got behind the camera and was like, okay, Chad, so when you walked in, and I'm like, what are you, what, does anybody, producers know what this guy's fucking doing? Like, what is he doing? Like, he, I got him to break character at one point. And I go, there you are, bro. He like freaked out for a second because I got him to break that like BS, like goody goody two shoes thing. So do they just bring you on? Cause I remember what you're talking about. He's like, guys, put down the cameras. He tells production to put down the cameras. And it was like, he was going to have a heart to heart with you. Yeah. And then he just tried to like coach me on what to say to be likable. And I was like, look, I don't just quit fucking with me. Quit. You know, they asked me to, that, that whole situation in the campfire where they're telling me to apologize. That was three hours of them saying, no, but you need to apologize. I apologize. Another person, yeah, but you need to apologize. Like, nothing was ever good enough. Like, can we just, you can't force someone to apologize for three hours straight. I felt like I was sitting there in a cult. What's your life like now, ever since the shows and what, what are you up to? Did you guys hear what I did last year? OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to. Okay. You know, I started pulling over six figures a month on that, which was the most I'd ever made. And especially considering, you know, the shows never gave me anything. All of a sudden I'd start doing that. I'm making a hundred grand a month and the platform was terrible. So I contacted my friend who was in software development. We partnered up 
And that's what I've been working on for literally a year and a half. Um, ours is called allfans.com. So, but like we have not safe for work filters. So it's not like, it's like regular people can do it and not feel so bad. Cause it's not like sexually stigmatized. Like people can cook and do fitness and not feel like that would be like, no, I'm not banging people. You know what I mean? Okay. The average person. But um, yeah, I, I did that pretty hardcore for a while because uh, I, I got into it and I was just doing it alone. And then I was like, okay, if I'm going to get people on this platform that we were building, I'm going to need to like start making connections. And easiest way was to obviously work with these adult stars. Yeah, at first it was definitely a little weird because I'd never done that before. Okay. And, um, but then eventually I discovered that there are these management companies that operate behind all of those adult influencers. And so we partnered with all of those companies. This is the first place I've ever told anyone about it, by the way. Down in Vegas, just literally working, running a software company down. You know, I got employees. We got meetings every day. Um, that's it. Just chilling, going out in Vegas. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, Victoria Larson, she was on Matt's season of The Bachelor. She's like the queen Victoria. She would like wear a tiara and do a whole bit or whatever. She also has an OnlyFans and we had talked about it a few episodes ago. Me and Stephanie are not subscribers, so we couldn't really see the content, but we saw on the caption, she does this thing called audio dick ratings. And we don't know what that is. And we're wondering if you know what that is. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you send her a dick picture and then she just says like, whether it's good or bad. And well, okay, that's what we thought, but that's we weren't what we sure. Thought, but like, it's just the, the, the wording of it is just so overly complex. Like it, audio dick rating is just odd to me. Yeah, I've never seen that. Most of the influencers that work with the manager we worked with, they just say dick rating. You don't say audio dick rating. What, right, what well, other that's well, so I think you can get a video one or an like audio, I think is literally just audio, but then. it's like her, her voice. How yeah. do you know specifically is describing your dick? <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, we just figured since you are, were in that industry before, maybe you could shed some light on it, but it seems like you're, you have the same thoughts as we do. So we want to kind of close, but looking back on your whole experience on the bachelor specifically and, and bachelor in paradise what would you say to people about what you've learned or if you've grown like what would you say looking back on all of it i mean so the first thing people gotta realize is you're not on tv because you're looking for a relationship you're an actor i was acting i was doing whatever was necessary to further my career above and beyond the bachelor you know um it makes it really difficult now because uh, someone says chad did something bad Who's not going to fucking believe him? Because they're like, well, he's the asshole. He's been the villain on all these shows. And it's like, oh, yeah, it does, does look like that. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time, Chad. It was nice chatting with you. If you want to plug some things, where can people find you? You can find me at Real Chad Johnson on Instagram and Twitter. And if anybody wants to check out, this is, again, the first time I've ever talked about it because people didn't know why I was off social media for basically a year and a half, but you can go check out allfans.com, which is basically social media. It's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook combined where you can earn money right there on the platform. So no using the reason anything else anymore. Well, thanks for debuting that on, on our pod. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect timing. Thank you so much. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.
And that's our show for today. Thank you guys for listening. Follow She's All Batch on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. And if you guys like what we're doing, please leave us a review on um, the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating. It really means a lot to us. And we love all the nice things that you guys have been saying. It really just like, it makes my day so much. I get so happy. And if you've made it this far and you want to leave a review, write that we don't have what what is it? Wet blanket energy. Wet blanket energy. Yeah. Yes. We are all about no wet blanket energy in 2022. Mm-hmm. So please support the movement. Um, but yeah, we love hearing all of your feedback on the podcast. So keep it coming and we'll keep it coming for you. Or that's kind of weird. We won't say that. No, I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. Is that it? I think so. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, bitches. Bye.